following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. Put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. We're not gonna take it. We're not gonna take it. Donnie Gun's gone, Donnie Gun's gone. That is by Mark Knopfler, and he's talking about a guy named Lonnie Donegan. Yeah, I think he was uh, an Irish uh, musician, guitar player. Yeah, Yeah, he did songs like the Rock Island Line. Yeah. That sort of thing. So uh, uh, he was a, he looked up to him as a musical icon. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Mark Knopfler has been one of the better. guitar pickers for a long time yeah him and uh, uh chet adkins uh Knopfler did a uh an album called rag pickers dream in oh two right. and a lot of that was uh kind of chet adkins style because Knopfler he, he doesn't use a pick he uses his fingers like chet adkins did right so uh i like to start these shows off with a little bit of scripture Vindicate me, O Lord, for I have led a blameless life. I have trusted in the Lord and have not faltered. Test me, O Lord, and try me. Examine my heart and my mind, for I have always been mindful of your unfailing love and have lived in reliance on your faithfulness. I do not sit with the deceitful, nor do I associate with hypocrites. I abhor the assembly of evildoers and refuse to sit with the wicked. I wash my hands in innocence and go about your altar, Lord, proclaiming aloud your praise and telling of your wonderful deeds. That's from King David, Psalm 26. Um, We have to understand that the world in which we live is uh, a big world, and it is um, made up of lots of, of different parts. And one of the parts that we discuss in in this show on a normal uh regular basis are the investment markets now because the pre-financial group is a registered investment advisor that means we manage money in these investment markets on a daily basis and um you've had a very sharp sell-off in the stock market over the last week, the S&P 500 lost 3.9%. The Dow Jones Industrial lost 41 
Um, some people might be tempted to say, oh, my gosh, bail out. I have no interest. Um, get me away from it. And certainly you could um, make an argument that uh, there could be more downside um, with the 10-year Treasury bond increasing in yield from around 2.2 to 2.85 or 2.83% yesterday. Uh, there's an expectation that inflation could be higher. And uh, yet at the same time, um, we've had situations where the bond market started to rally and then or started to go up in, in yield and came right back down again in terms of yield. So we can't necessarily assume that we're off to the races with high inflation. Right. So when you look at the figures, you know, uh, the Fed for a number of years has been targeting a 2% uh, inflation rate, which it has not achieved so far. Inflation is still a little shy of 2%. Now, moving forward, you know, it seems like uh, it could go higher for a number of reasons. Uh, unemployment is low. Uh, they just came out with wage uh, numbers yesterday, jobs numbers, and uh, it showed that uh, wages increased by 2.9%, which was the highest since the financial crisis. So we are starting to see wage inflation. We know crude oil prices have moved up in the last few months. Uh, we are starting to see a stronger economy, and we just got this tax uh, package, which uh, will allow companies to you know, uh, invest more into the economy, and a lot of companies are also paying bonuses to their employees. So uh, there are a lot of signs that indicate, uh, at least in the near term, we, we could have a tick up in inflation. Right. What's interesting is that even though the short-term uh, interest rates of the two-year, five-year, and 10-year bonds have gone up, long-term interest rates of 20- and 30-year right. uh, bonds haven't moved up that much. That's right. So what I would like to say in speaking to those people who may be on the sidelines who are thinking, um, is this a good time to invest? Um, you know, we've got stocks and, and um, investment uh, vehicles that we own that are yielding significantly more mm -hmm. today than they were a week ago. And we've been in there actually buying some things. We see this as an opportunity, yes. not uh, something to be run from. And the other thing we've noticed uh, with our firm is that in down markets, we tend to pick up more business. Exactly. Um, if you look at some specific examples in the portfolio, um, the the price of the security has gone down. You know, you look at a company like AGNC, which, uh, which uh, it's not a recommendation on this, but it's just what we're seeing on it. Um, their fundamentals are still intact. They actually released their earnings uh, yesterday and uh, or Thursday, and they were quite good. Um, and it pays, you know, well above what the market's yielding right now. You know, in the ten percent range. This is just one one holding in the portfolio but because it 
is related to interest rates. You've seen a drop in the price, um, but it hasn't affected their dividend. Um, and there's a number of companies uh, in the portfolio that it's the same situation. You've seen just a broad repricing of securities across the board because of what Adarsh was saying, the, the expectation of rates going up. Um, and I mean, you look back at the taper tantrum, you know, you had the same thing happen then it was a buying opportunity. What was the, t- tell people what that uh, was. So that was in, uh, uh, 2013, I believe. Um, that's when, uh, the, the fed, they kind of missed their, uh, missed their mark on how they announced what they were going to do with the quantitative easing and the market freaked out and thought rates were going to jump straight up. And they actually went down after that. Um, so it, we're, we're not. We're not in the business of making a call on what the market's going to do or interest rates are going to. We have our opinions, but you look at the fundamentals of these companies. Um, you know, you look at uh, something like AT and T. You know, it sold off yesterday. Um, across the board, the market sold off, and their fundamental business is strong. Earnings have been good. The, the sell-off this week has not had anything to do with earnings. Right. Um, it's all been on speculation on what interest rates are going to do. So if we can buy a company today that's trading cheaper than it was two weeks ago and the fundamentals are still intact, we can get a better yield. That's right. And, and it's important to note that our uh, investment philosophy is designed to produce income. Mm-hmm. So the cheaper we buy something, the better the in- income level is. We'll talk a little bit about that when we come back from the break. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. One year later, 2.4 million new jobs. The stock market rising wages. Unemployment the lowest rate ever. Biggest tax cuts. The next three years. The state of our union happens here. Is strong. News Radio 630 WLAP. Kentucky Wildcats are on the road to number nine. That is Kentucky basketball. Here, every second of the action. Right here. Coach Cal and the Cats battle the Missouri Tigers. Today at 2, the Kentucky Select Chevy Dealers KSR Preview begins at 11.30. Right here on the home of the Cats. 6.30 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree, Jr., If you are seriously considering retirement, you should speak with us at Dupree Financial Group. We do retirement investing better than anyone. In retirement, your investments need to produce cash flow and growth. We put dividend-paying stocks as well as growth stocks in your portfolio. That's the kind of account we manage, and we can do it for you. Call us. At 859-233-0400 for a free and complimentary appointment to discuss your retirement. That's Dupree Financial Group. And be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show Saturdays from 8 to 9 a.m. on News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. And find us on the web at DupreeFinancial.com. 630 WLAP. So many miles to feed on the farm. The son who was a second to the last one born. 
daddy beat him back And he grew up wild, good love he never had He had a left like Henry's hammer A right like Benny Bama Rode with the muggers in the dark and dread And all of them sluggers went down like lead Back, back on the Tom Dupree show All right. You know, we've been here before. We've seen markets go down before, and we've almost always done well when we invested uh, during those um, opportunities that they gave us. Just in recent years, you've had uh, the flash crash of 2010, uh, the uh, August 2011 stock market drop, Chinese market turbulence in 2015. There was a sell-off in 2015-16. And then the, in 2016, you had the af- aftermath of, of Brexit. And in every one of those cases, uh, the market ended up going higher later on. So um, it has not been typically the end of the world. And this is where... We actually, uh, at Dupree Financial Group, like pullbacks because it gives us the opportunity to buy some of the things that we like uh, at much lower prices. You look at uh, 2017, for example, um, the, the volatility was extremely low in 2017. It was just kind of a constant move up in the markets. And when we're looking for things to buy, we're looking for value, which equates to more of a relative safety because you're buying something at a, at a better price at a better yield. And when a, in, in an expensive market, that's harder and harder to find. That's right. And honestly, we, we kind of welcome times like this because the drop in the market gives you the opportunity to buy these good companies at better prices. Um, and so we really don't mind it. We've actually been kind of, kind of waiting for yep. an opportunity like this for for some time. You know, uh, you got Warren Buffett um, saying that he, he his long term forecast for American stocks. Uh, this is according to Matthew Frankel, um, writing for the Motley Fool. Simply put, Bur- Buffett has no worries about the long term prospects of American business and therefore the stock market's performance. In his letter to shareholders, Buffett pointed out that the Dow Jones Industrial Average gained 72% from the end of the 20th century through the end of 2016. That's all well and good. If you are, if, if the purpose of your uh, investment is to earn, then you can't earn if it's not tied up in something producing cash flow. That's why we like dividends, because we like to get the earnings in the form of a cash payment. If the money is not uh, invested, then you're not earning anything. Now, you can certainly make arguments that should we wait. If you have a uh, potentially higher inflation rate coming up, um, and we don't know that for sure, but we do know that we have some evidence that uh, um, your uh, 
uh, the labor inflation is higher. Uh, you you have to understand one thing for certain. During a time like that, when there is inflation, you want income because income actually can be reinvested at a higher rate than just purely growth. If you're looking at in inflation as, as being kind of the norm down the road, you actually want to be throwing off income in your account because it'll be able to be reinvested at a higher rate of return. Right. And you don't want to be holding cash in an inflationary environment. That's right. Because it, it, the purchasing power is getting eroded. Uh, you're, you're quoting Warren Buffett. I've just got one a, a quote here from Peter Lynch that I think's you know kind of timely. He says, uh, uh, it "said far more money has been lost by investors preparing for corrections or trying to anticipate corrections than has been lost in corrections themselves." That's right. So it's market timing. If 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 you get it right, it's a lot of times it's luck. You know, Buffett even says, you know, the the returns are random uh a lot of times in the market there's no way to anticipate what the market's going to do so if you have a a a disciplined process and research behind what you're buying then volatility you see that as an opportunity right so you look at uh the fed uh on wednesday after janet Yellen's last meeting before Jerome Powell takes over, the Fed held interest rates steady. They also reaffirmed a solid outlook for the U.S. growth and said nothing to dissuade the market for believing that the next rate hike will come in March. The Fed has an inflation target of 2%, but inflation rates have not consistently reached that level despite low unemployment and a strong economy. How will rising short-term and long-term interest rates impact the market and how are we investing now if you own straight bonds the answer is they would go down in value but some of the fixed income things that 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 we own that actually pay dividends yield significantly more than bonds and in my opinion uh in an inflationary environment they should be attractive because of the cash flow that they produce that can then be reinvested at higher rates on its own. Right. So in an inflationary environment, common stocks are uh, one of the best places to be. Uh, not an inflationary environment like the 70s, where commodities were a better place to be, but just a, an inflationary environment where inflation is gradually ticking up because companies uh, can adjust to uh, higher prices uh, much quicker than uh, uh, than people think, you know, because uh, their input costs go up, but they turn around and raise their prices. So common stocks are a good place to be. Um, in fact, even in the 70s, common stocks did well, but commodities did better. Uh, but we are, we are not talking about that sort of inflation. That was a completely different uh, environment. Here we are looking at, you know, inflation above, maybe above 2%, moving on to 25 or 3%. And you have seen the dollar drop recently, which is that leading a lot to the commodity prices going up recently, oil and things like that? Y yes, that's a big factor. In fact, the dollar has dropped uh, in the last six, seven months. It's been continuously dropping. Uh, so that's led to commodity prices uh, going up because most commodities are priced in uh, 
US dollars. So in dollar terms, uh, they've uh, moved up just because the dollar has declined versus other currencies. Right. So a dollar decline, although uh, I understand the other day the dollar turned around. Right. And so, um, so it would it would seem to me that if the dollar does begin to strengthen, you know, maybe that's a case for uh, money shifting back into treasuries, right? And possibly lowering the interest rate on treasuries over time, right? And when you compare uh, rates on American treasuries versus. Uh, government bonds of other countries, European countries, Japan, U.S. Uh, treasury rates are significantly higher. The German 10-year bond is yielding about uh, 70 basis points, whereas the U.S. 10-year treasury is yielding 2.85. So uh, just because of that, you could make an argument that you know money will keep flowing into treasuries uh, since the yield is higher. I want to talk a little bit about just some concrete examples of how we have been able to uh, buy things in in cheap markets and how it's helped us for our clients. Yeah, um, that's one of the things that that we have seen uh, in in our career over and over again. Mm -hmm. Is that when when the market gives us the opportunity to do it, we are able to go out and and buy things at a very good price. Yes. You look back, um, for example, recently uh, in 2016, the broad market sell-off in January, February of 2016, um, that gave us opportunities right. across the board. Absolutely, and so we've seen this, and you know we're gonna we're gonna stick with it, especially with our current clients and new ones that come in, which we believe we'll get more because of this. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. Grainberry, Grainberry, healthy cereal for your family. Okay, kiddos, breakfast is served. Yay! Sugar cereal again, Dad. And you are? Here to switch your cereal with Grainberry cereal with Onyx Sorghum, a special grain that's better than whole grain oats or wheat alone. But does it have flavor? Tons, plus more antioxidants than any other cereal, fruit, or vegetable. Antioxidants? Ah, you're cute. Look for Grainberry cereals with amazing Onyx Sorghum. Grainberry, Grainberry. My name is Chad Gauntz, and I'm with Team One Promotions in Lexington, Kentucky. We are a young, growing company with a lot of our focus on sales, and actually we hated really worrying about our payroll every week. And payroll solutions really takes away the documentation, the tracking of all the tax records. We don't even send out any of the paperwork. They do it all for us. They have always handled everything they said they would handle, and they do it with a smile. Call 859-255-7020 for your payroll solutions. They're huge, and they're coming to the Kentucky Expo Center. Tractors bigger than your house. Hay balers the size of a Mack truck. Wheels taller than your living room. It's 1.2 million square feet of massive, powerful, heavy-duty farm equipment, and it's fun for the entire family. It's the National Farm Machinery Show, and it's bigger than ever. February 14th through the 17th. Visit farmmachinerieshow.org for more information. Admission is free. 
over the memo released by House Intelligence Committee Republicans that accuses the Justice Department of using biased information in obtaining a warrant against a Trump campaign aide. Democrats say he's just looking for an excuse to fire the Justice Department official overseeing the Russia investigation. Here's ABC's David Wright. What's at issue in the memo, at least, is the request for surveillance of a single Trump advisor, a former foreign policy advisor, Carter Page, who was suspected by the Obama administration of being a Russian spy. Now, Carter Page told a British newspaper that he feels the memo vindicates him. He, of course, denies he ever was a Russian spy. President Trump heads to Ohio on Monday. He'll make stops in Cincinnati, focusing on the new tax overhaul. A judge in Michigan will not file charges against the father of three of Larry Nassar's victims who lunged at the disgraced doctor in court on Friday. Randall Margraves is apologize, says he couldn't help it. Sherry Preston, ABC News. Getting set for another winter weather maker to head our way later as we go into the overnight and into Super Bowl Sunday morning. In the meantime, clouds will thicken up on this Saturday, 35 to 40. As we go into your Super Bowl Sunday morning, some snow is out there. It could be accumulating during that time. Then we'll switch it over to a period of some light rain or a mix into the afternoon, then back over to some light snow by Sunday night. I'm WKYT Chief Meteorologist Chris Bailey in your official weather station, News Radio 630, WLAP. Broadcasting live 24 7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation, this is News Radio 630, WLAP, an iHeart Radio station. Magic Vapor Shop's new Lexington, Kentucky, Richmond Road store is taking off like a bat out of you know what. And it's always fun to see the expression on people's faces the first time they walk into one of our stores. We're right next to Pizza Hut behind AT&T at 3094 Richmond Road. That's 3094 Richmond Road. We're open every day that ends in Y from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. We have the right stuff for the first time quitter to the guys that have been doing this for years and then everything in between so just stop in and check out the place say hey and gander at all the new technology flavors prices and good old-fashioned customer service like it was back in the day folks we're ready when you're ready don't forget we're also in nicholasville and brandon crossing georgetown right behind the sonic and winchester 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 next to pizza pizza or you can check us out on a www anytime at magic vapor shop as a marketer, you want to reach everyone, adults, teens, millennials, but it's not like these groups all hang out in the same place, right? Actually, wrong. They're all right here, listening to radio commercials just like this one. Radio ads connect with 93% of Americans every week. That's more than Google, more than Facebook, more than TV. In fact, radio reaches 20% more millennials than TV. Want more of the people you want to talk to all in one place? You want to get to iHeartMedia.com and get AMFM working for you. 630 WLAP. Somebody's got to crack a whip around here. Who's minding the store? Shake it up. Sell some beer. What's your money maker for? Payday, we're packing them in. Six gun, Annie, and Buffalo Jill. But who's to say they'll be back again? For a refill. Honey, you know the drill. Well, you know, Mark Knopfler has this wonderful melodic sound to his. Guitar playing. He does. 
His, his voice is kind of a, a counter to the guitar because his voice is a little uh, harsher, I guess. Yeah. Not not as you know melodic, but it, it fits great. It's almost kind of folksy. His his voice. Yeah, it does. You know, um, as we talk about opportunities um, that say the market might give you, um, you got to look at. You just got to look at the history of of your own uh, time doing it, and 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 other people's times doing it. We've had some very good history ourselves of buying on on dips, and you wanted to discuss a little bit of that. Yeah. So the <coughs> excuse me. Each correction, each dip, gives specific opportunities. Um. In uh, January of 16, it was a broad-based market sell-off. So, I mean, you could, you know, we were able to pick up things like Apple, um, you know, some of the the large-cap U.S. stocks uh, at a better yield, and they've done really well. But then you look at examples like Brexit. The day of Brexit is when we made our first position in BMW. Um, and again, it's not a recommendation, but we, we bought BMW the day of Brexit. It was down 10%. That wasn't changing their fundamental business. Um, and we actually have quite a bit of exposure to European companies because that's where we were seeing the opportunities. So at the time, um, so if you keep, you know, a 10,000 foot view of what's going on, and then, you know, the companies that you're investing in, that's when you can find opportunities. Um, you know, like uh, yesterday, I mean, uh, everything sold off yesterday. And we have some new clients, and this is what we've been waiting for. We were able to buy some things in their portfolio because the last three, four months, we've been pretty defensive for this right. very reason. Um, and, you know, you, you, you compare our approach with indexing. And it's it's a lot harder to have conviction on what we're, we're just talking. We don't know what the the, the yield's going to do, what inflation's going to do for sure. Um, so it's harder to have conviction about the broad market. Yeah. Uh, and especially if you're in retirement and you're taking income in volatility like this, times of volatility, if you're selling your shares to generate that income. Okay, that's a very important point that you're making there so with our portfolio um the design is to take the dividends from uh distributions mm -hmm. from from uh the um, dividends and interest that you get from the portfolio that's designed to be the thing that provides you with your income right those things pay out irrespective of price so th this is why this is so important right now that if you're listening to this show that you understand that the way we invest for retirement is not by chasing the market and trying to hope everything goes up because no matter how much it goes up it could come down and that could be a time at which you would be having to liquidate part of your portfolio in order to live on and so the point you're making there is that uh, 
if the market is sort of volatile back and forth and you're having to live off of the sale of shares of an S&P 500 fund or something like that, you're dipping into principal when principal might be going down. Right. That is a problem. Exactly. And it's the way most people invest for retirement, by the way. Yes. Uh, and especially uh, you look at tw- in recent history, 2017, record amounts of money was flowing into index funds chasing the returns because, I mean, clearly the markets went up a lot in 2017. Um, but money was chasing those returns and a lot of money was trying to play catch up too. And that's, that's always a dangerous thing, trying to play catch up. Uh, if you were sitting in cash the first six months of 2017, throwing uh, all your cash into an index fund, trying to make up for lost returns. Um, that's why timing the market is so dangerous because inevitably you're, you you will be selling <clears throat> when things get volatile and then buying after you've had a move up because the coast is clear now. So yeah. and that's just that's just emotionally I get it, but uh, for especially for retirement investing that can be very very dangerous and devastating to to the portfolio. Right. And, and uh, what's been a little different this time is that uh, not only is the stock market pulling back, but even the bond market is pulling back at the same time. In the last few years. We've seen the stock market pull back, but, you know, money flow into bonds and the bond market uh, do well. So in an environment like yesterday, everything was down. Stocks were down, bonds were down, gold was down, Bitcoin was down, everything was down. So in that environment, it becomes even more crucial to have, you know, a steady source of income. Right. Yeah, absolutely. One one of the things that uh, you've got to ask yourself and be very uh, specific about is, how much income do I need for my investments to produce for me? Well, one of the things that you need to understand is that as um, as income-producing uh, securities drop in value and yet pay the same dividend that they were paying before the drop, you can procure them at a higher yield. So here's an example. It's pretty simple. Let's say there's a stock that's trading for uh, $10 a share and it's paying 50 cents a year in dividends. It's you're now getting, um, you know, uh, 5% yield on that thing. Well, let's say it drops to $5 a share, still paying 50 cents in dividend. You can purchase that now for a yield of maturity or, a, or just a yield, mm-hmm. current yield, of 10%. So the same amount of money will buy you more shares that will produce you more income. This is something to always consider when you're investing, although most people don't. What they think about is, uh, how can I make my money grow more? Mm-hmm. Well, one way to do it is to get lucky and buy growth stocks when they're growing or you can buy income producing stocks and let the dividends reinvest over time. There's two ways we try to grow the income in the portfolio. One is using volatility as an opportunity to add to to positions. And the second is a lot of the companies that we own 
have a long history of raising their dividends, or we buy something that looks like they have a good chance of raising their dividend this upcoming year. So those two things combined, yes, we want our clients' market value to go up, but that's secondary to the income going up. If, the, if we take care of the income production, if we can keep that number moving up over time, then hopefully then the market value will follow as well. But the income drives our investment decisions. You know, uh, just reading this uh, thing here about the global financial crisis of 2007-2008, um, it's considered to have been the worst financial crisis since the Great Depression of the 1930s. It began in 2007 with a crisis in the subprime mortgage market in the U.S. and developed into a full-blown international banking crisis in 2008. Massive bailouts of financial institutions and other palliative monetary and fiscal policies were employed to build a possible collapse of the world's, prevent a possible collapse of the world's financial system. The crisis was followed by a global economic downturn known as the Great Recession, and a crisis in the banking system in Europe known as the Eurozone crisis. Now, we have nothing even close to that in terms of a problem right now. So if you want to look at when there was a real problem in the market, it was 07 and 08, and we're not looking at th anything like that. We're looking at... Um, lower tax rates, which some say could be disinflationary rather than inflationary. We're looking at uh, a, an increasing economy. That could be inflationary. Uh, but the problems that we have are, are good ones. And in a time like this, it seems to me that you want to be investing rather than staying on the sidelines because – I don't know how far the market is going to go down, if it goes down any farther, but there, there is no cr underlying crisis like the financial crisis of 2007 to 2008 mm -hmm. that is driving this. Right. And actually, if you look at the the inflation number or the, the wage growth of 2.9%, um, that it wasn't just that there was other parts too. the average work week actually declined. So you are seeing it's not a cut and dry that, Hey, wages are going up across the board. The work week declined. So you're uh, some people's pay actually went down their take home paycheck, but the average hourly went up. So it's not a clear cut uh, verdict that wages are going up across the board. Right. That take home pay is going up. Right. No, that's absolutely true, um, uh, especially uh, if we start seeing productivity gains, where if productivity starts increasing, which we haven't seen in many years, then uh, you could see further uh, pressure on wages because if productivity increases, then you can get the same output without higher wages. Right. Uh, and technology has been playing a major uh, role, uh, and it'll keep playing a major role, uh, and that itself is a major deflationary force. That's right. And if you if you talk about deflation, then you're talking about the um, yields on 10-year uh, bonds and other types of bonds would be coming down rather than going up. 
Uh, you, you had other crises that, that happened in the last several years. There was one called the European debt crisis. Uh, the Eurozone crisis is a multi-year debt crisis that's been taking place in the EU since the end of 2009. Several Eurozone member states were unable to pay or refinance their government debt. Um, that one has pretty much worked itself through the system, from what I can understand. Yeah, I think that was that was Greece, uh, when Greece was having a lot of problems. Right. Then you have certain things, even like a flash crash, which was a trillion-dollar stock market crash that occurred in the U.S. on May 6th of 2010. The crash started at 2.32 p.m. and lasted for about 36 minutes. Such stock indexes such as the S&P 500, the Dow Jones Industrial, and NASDAQ collapsed and rebounded very rapidly during the crash. I'm trying to remember. I, I remember that one. Um, it was uh, 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 these uh, computer trading systems. You had one breakthrough of resistance, and then it hit, triggered another, and triggered another, and triggered another. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I vividly remember that day when it happened because there, there wasn't any news. It was just a right. drop. And, yeah. and I, I think the investigation found that a trader at one of the firms accidentally, you know, instead of selling the S&P 500 uh, ETF, uh, instead of, say, selling a million dollars, he put a few extra zeros or something happened and he, he sold <laughs> way more than he intended yeah. to. And that uh, triggered, you know, um, the, the crash and, and the uh, examples like that is why we don't use you know we don't automate everything so where if a stock drops to a certain price it automatically sells we don't do that for examples for that very reason because right. that was an that was a buying opportunity that wasn't a fundamental problem and if you had these uh, uh, limits or, or stops in where it sells at that price you've realized that loss where you should have right. been buying that's that's why we don't put our portfolios on autopilot. Absolutely not. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. Alexa, play News Radio 630 WLAP on iHeartRadio. Here's a station you. What do you think you are doing? Don't you like how I give it to you anymore? Hey, Siri. Uh, I was just, you know, trying to get some news. You're going to get it all right. I'm not sure about that. Get News Radio 630 WLAP wherever you want it. Hi, this is Tom Dupree, Jr. If you are seriously considering retirement, you should speak with us at Dupree Financial Group. We do retirement investing better than anyone. In retirement, your investments need to produce cash flow and growth. We put dividend-paying stocks as well as growth stocks in your portfolio. That's the kind of account we manage, and we can do it for you. Call us. At 859-233-0400 for a free and complimentary appointment to discuss your retirement. That's Dupree Financial Group. And be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show Saturdays from 8 to 9 a.m. on News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. And find us on the web at DupreeFinancial.com. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show, we welcome John Short. How are you, sir? I'm blessed. How are you doing? Good. What do you got to say for yourself, Johnny? Ready for the biggie. 
Texas, they're going to win by five biggins today. They're going to win by 30 biggins tomorrow. Who are we playing today? I don't, I'm don't. i not even keeping up with it. Missouri today. That's right, Missouri. All right. And we're going to win by 30 biggins tomorrow against Louisiana State women's fans. And I believe that Taylor Murray will score 45 points. Well, I'll take you. I'll take your word for it. Okay, Doug, and, it, and the memo got released now. The memo got released now. Yes, I know it. It's out there. They, we know what the FBI has been doing. What we need to do is investigate the FBI and, and put them in jail, as well as Hillary Rodden Clinton and Barry Terrell and his wife. All right. Well, John, I got to finish this up here. But you are a great American. Great American, too. And, yes, also, I work Monday, 9 to 1, Tuesday, 8 to 12. Okay. If you want to go see John Short, Monday, 9 to 1, and Tuesday, 8 to 12, you'll see the real John Short at the Euclid Kroger's. Well, I appreciate it, John. Okie dokie. Thank you. Good old John Short. Uh, he called me when I was on at 6 o'clock, and he calls me now. The thing that uh, that I just want to emphasize uh, before the show is over with is that it usually makes sense to take some kind of action in a down market. Um, down markets are going to happen. That's part of of what you run into in investing. Um, and usually if you think something is cheap and if you're able to buy it in a way that that gives you a good yield and positions your portfolio in the right sort of way, it usually makes sense to do. Right. And the if, if you're using an advisor, um, they should be able to clearly explain why it's an opportunity um, and, you know, communicate that with you. Uh, that's something we try to do, you know, regularly with our clients, uh, explain what they're in, why they're in it. And in, in times like this, you know, explain what our plan of action is and um, why we're able to take advantage. Yeah. Right. The, the nature of markets is that they never remain exactly the same. There's another nature of them. You cannot predict them. You don't know what one market is going to do from one day to the next. Now, one might look and say, oh, markets may probably go lower. But the thing is, we don't know. And one thing you can quantify is that if something is cheaper today than it was yesterday, that is when we like to uh, go in and take a look at the possibility of owning it. And you're never going to get it always correct in terms of a bottom. But, you know, I would say history shows over time that it makes sense to participate and be involved rather than to be on the sidelines. Absolutely, yes. Uh, you know, uh at the end of the day, as Warren Buffett said, you know, uh, we have this great system that works. You know, American companies over extremely long periods of time have done extremely well. And uh, there's no reason uh, to 
doubt the system and there's no reason to participate in it. Uh, so any uh, down market just uh, gives you an opportunity. Yeah. Okay, uh, we're going to post the links to the articles um, that we uh, are discussing on our on our Facebook page. Uh, I just got notified of that, so um, we'll be putting those up on the Facebook page today. And keep in mind the um, what we do on social media and things of that nature. It's designed to instruct and educate the investor. You know, you can't do things well unless you have some idea of, of why you're doing it. And what we believe in doing is is educating people, giving them um, tools to understand why their money is being invested the way it is, and to understand the income approach, which is designed to produce Income primarily and growth is a secondary matter because income is something you can actually lay your hands upon. Right. And, you know, especially, I can't, you know, sound like a broken record sometimes, but especially in retirement, when that in, I mean, that's the whole reason of saving your whole life is so you can draw that income uh, from your portfolio. And if you're trying to draw you want in, it to be increasing income if you can. Exactly. And, if you're trying to take income from a portfolio that's not generating income, there's 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 an issue there. Um, yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, give us a call at Dupree Financial Group. It's eight five nine two three three zero four hundred. You can also find us on the web at dupreefinancial.com. Uh, we know we've got listeners, people that have thought about coming to see us, opening accounts with us over the years. Um, and we've heard from numbers of them. We'd like to hear from some more because this is an opportunity now to buy some things at a really good price. Um, you have the opportunity to buy into the portfolio uh, at, at some favorable prices. And there's no reason on earth you should not consider doing that. Because um, the market doesn't always give us these buying opportunities, but right now it is it is doing that. So. Right, and you know, uh, over the last year, uh, you know, if, if somebody was invested just in uh, mutual funds, um, they could have been thinking, "Well, we'll just let this thing ride out, you know, as long as we can, then we'll make a change." Well, you're starting to see that volatility come back in the market. Yes. So we appreciate your listening. Appreciate Mark Knopfler for providing the musical background. Mike's idea. <laughs> Adarsh, you're going to be traveling. I am, yes. So we'll miss you for a few weeks, but come back a married man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs>